This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! All right, everyone, welcome back. It is Ears Up, the only podcast you should really ever listen to. I, I believe that. I believe that in my heart. And uh, I'd be willing to bet oh. everyone else in this room does, too. Oh, Taryn definitely. would stop hurting herself for no reason. <laughs> Sorry. I forgot that there was a microphone here for a second. <laughs> and you were just talking? Well, no. I, I legitimately said, ow. Right. Because I hit my knee. But then I was like, oh, that just happened. Yeah. Everyone heard that. But no one knows what happened. I hit my knee. And I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure people were pulling over in their cars going, I need to find out. I can't move another inch. Someone check out Taryn! <laughs> Why aren't they saying what happened? <laughs> She's fine, folks. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Mentally, I don't know. Well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fine as a relative turn. Yeah. I did hit my knee pretty hard. It could have gone straight to my brain. That's, that's, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> uh, all right, everyone. Welcome back. Well, once again, of course, this is the Ears Up podcast, a podcast about Disneyland, which everyone loves, despite their recent price increase. Okay, we still have to love them. By the time you guys are hearing this, uh, the the rock your Disney side, the the best, the, the absolute <laughs> best in marketing uh, that could ever have ever had had ever been, um, happened already. That twenty four hour event, and uh, I'm sure everyone was was uh, you know following all the rocking on Twitter with the hashtag Disney side or whatever. Um, that'd be interesting. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I hear I, I some reason i remember last year hearing about uh the park hit capacity at like 10 in the morning yeah yeah i heard that too and actually on the social medias uh there is a lot of people remembering last year and being like i would never go to that again <laughs> blah blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy that is really crazy i don't i don't know man what i i thought it was cool because they were doing that extra day right for a leap year right um and i thought it was really neat and then I saw all the photos. Like we were, Tara and I were sitting at home lamenting the fact that we were too <laughs> slow, or well, I don't know why we didn't go. Um, and uh, seeing all the people, I mean, it was like full capacity at night, three in the morning, two in the morning. It's just there were long lines for rides, and uh, yeah, I don't ever want to do that. I have no desire to do that. It'd be really cool to be in the park at three in the morning, um, but really at that point, it's only cool if there's nobody else around, right? Yeah. Right? 
It's it's not cool if it's three in the morning and you're in line for Big Thunder for forty five minutes because then it's just like it's eight o'clock. Besides childbirth, nothing sounds worse than that to me. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, besides having another kid. Yeah, or... I bet, I bet no. childbirth is really tough for no, you. No, no, I don't mean being there for. I mean actually giving birth myself. Right. That's there's. <laughs> That was tough for you? You know, pushing a kid out <laughs> myself and yeah. then being in Disneyland at 3 in the morning in a 90-minute wait for a ride. There's no in, way. In that order. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Well, There's... I definitely wouldn't ride rides. What, what, what else would you, would you do? do in 3? I don't know. I'd probably fall asleep. Because you have 24 <laughs> hours to kill, right? Yeah. And and so they're saying uh, uh, our, our friend uh, Pink Bunny, uh, she's a, I assume it's a she, it's a Pink Bunny, uh, <laughs> but the bunny goes around to a lot of different uh, comic book conventions. Mm-hmm. And uh, all that kind of stuff. So they're they're well. I'm just going to call you a she, uh, Pink Bunny. Sorry if uh, if you're listening and you're really a he. I don't I don't know. I'm not very smart. Um, <laughs> and anyway, so she wrote a blog last year about how to how to handle it. And she kind of updated it for this year. And unfortunately, uh, I think we did retweet it and talk about it a little bit on on Twitter a couple weeks ago. But uh, anyway, uh, she was saying, um, you know, you're there for 24 hours. Uh, if you want, she said, don't jump parks. Don't do, don't go back and forth. Because if you leave Disneyland in the early in the morning or in midday, you may not get back in. Oh. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So then then not only is it, are you looking, I don't know what I'm saying, but basically so you have to stay in the one park for 24 hours. Or or be resigned to the fact that you may not get into, it, you may not get back in. It just sounds like so much work. It does. It sounds like a lot of work. It really does. <laughs> it doesn't sound very fun at all. No. Yeah. To be hopped with, around hopped up, you know. 12 year olds at three in the morning uh, like, yeah oh gosh can you imagine all the, the what is it jolt jolt what year is this it's, i'm telling you it's 1993 we're rocking our disney side yeah, are by you not rocking jolt. your disney I, side i guess bolt? i am oh my gosh i love disney but geez their marketing is terrible i yeah. think that's it's terrible rock your disney side get out of here get on my face with it anyway if any of our <laughs> listeners have uh went to that please let us know shoot us an email because uh i'd really like to know how it went yeah, I um, and I, assuming that you're going to be listening to Ears Up podcast while you're trying not to fall asleep at two in the morning in line for Big Thunder. <laughs> um, anyway, find us iTunes, find us TuneIn Radio, find us Stitcher, find us all these places. Rate us if you can on any of these places. We're also online, social networks: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Pinterest. Uh, if you have feedback on the shows, which we love to hear, and we love to read. So uh, if you want to hear your name on the air. Send us a little feedback. Uh, Taryn, T-A-R-E-N, at earsup-podcast.com. Any compliments, any any handsome uh, compliments, go to Terrence, T-E-R-R-E-N-C-E, <laughs> at earsup-podcast.com. Any photos of cats or ducks. <laughs> I do like ducks. Uh, Jason, at earsuppodcast.com. I'm assuming you know how to spell Jason. I don't have a fancy <laughs> name like the other two people. <laughs> Don't forget to check out our blog, uh, earsup-podcast.com. We do have some cool Disney info. Taryn wrote a nice little blog uh, post about the price increases in mm-hmm. Disneyland in case you've skipped around a couple episodes and haven't been to the park in a while. Um, Disneyland jacked the prices up a bit, and uh, Taryn has that breakdown for you over on uh, over on the blog. Uh, we're going to be posting another uh, story, not story, but uh, another post that Terrence wrote about uh, pirates. We're going to probably be doing that in a couple of days, but by the time you hear this, this is the magic of yeah. doing a podcast in advance, but talking about <laughs> things that are coming up. But by the time that yeah. you see what I mean, the thing and the we're talking the about the future in the past. We have to act like we know during like, the present. Yeah. During, like, oh wow, that's meta right there. We have to. Act, 
<laughs> that really is. It kind of yeah, is. He's like, hey, you remember that time that thing happened a week ago in the news? That thing was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's how we have to act. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty weird. Uh, also, don't forget on the blog, you can shop via Amazon. Everyone shops on Amazon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Taryn made the, uh, the, uh, the comment the other day. Uh, she doesn't even remember what it feels like to go into a store anymore because she just shops on Amazon all the time. Then I told her that wasn't true, and I showed her a credit card statement. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha ha! Anyway, um, but if you click on our little link on Amazon, there uh, it takes you directly to the same Amazon portal. We just get a little cut of whatever you purchase. It doesn't come from you; it comes from Amazon as a, as a thank you to us to directing you to the Amazon site. So, if you wouldn't mind, please. Click on that. Even if you're not ready to shop on Amazon, just click on the link and then bookmark that link. And then that would be your Amazon portal from now on. That ensures that we get um, a little kickback. You know, running the show's uh, a little expensive, and I think we might have to buy some equipment soon. So, uh, you know, Terrence isn't, isn't happy about <laughs> that, it. That not. grunt? That, yeah. was, that was Terrence. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it also helps. Uh, you know, we have some merchandise in, in the works and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, that stuff's not cheap. So, uh uh, if you don't shop on Amazon, you can hit the donate button, throw a little cash our way. That'd be nice too, and uh, just as a, as a thank you. And then uh, we'll we'll spend it on uh, Manhattan's and Carthay Lounge. Yes. <laughs> no, we won't. We'll spend right. it on things to send out to. We'll spend it on stuff fans. at Sonoma Coast. We'll have to go to that place too. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have we have some cool merch ideas. You know, we have uh, some pins, some more pins, mm-hmm. and to do, and some coasters, and all this kind of you know fun little uh, little stuff to help the old ears up crew here. Uh, anyway, enough enough pitching. Enough pitching about money. <laughs> Let's get right into the meat and potatoes of this thing. The show today uh, we are going to do for you is an interesting one, I feel. Uh, we're going to talk Disneyland and Disney movies. Uh, plus, we have a surprise. Mm-hmm. Each of us have come up with a movie plot based on a ride or attraction that does not already have a movie tied into it in some way, shape, or form. I'm looking forward to that. I'm super excited. It's cast. We've, we 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 pick a cast, pick the title, pick the director. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing. So Hollywood, take notice, and uh, <laughs> you know, do not steal our ideas without <laughs> at least giving us fifteen percent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, let's jump right in. Too bad no feedback, huh? No, not this week. People write in. Tell us tell us a story. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't have to be. I want a story. I want I anything. Want st- All right, send stories to Taryn. <laughs> <laughs> but if, but then send feedback to someone else entirely. No, yeah. you. I mean, if it's like a good story, then that's fine. <laughs> hey, Jason. Uh, hey. Hey. <laughs> I'm here. Hey. I, I don't know where Taryn. Went. I think Taryn. I think your mic broke. I don't think it broke. I think it broke. Push that button. Oh, this button right here. No. This button right here. Jeez. You think you're so funny. Yeah. Terrence is... uh, Well, we've lost him. Yeah. Lost him for sure. I love this show. (laughs) I kind of want to play more clips from Klondike and the Frito Kid. Yeah. (laughs) Frito! Oh, yeah. People love that. Crisp, golden, delicious Frito! 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 (laughs) Anyway, Disney rides based on movies. So uh, we've seen a lot of of rides uh, based on movies. You know, coming out of the Pirates of the not not based on wow, That's that right. was really tough for me to start. <laughs> it's all right because it's kind of this weird nebulous yeah tie-in, right? A, a lot of Disney rides uh, were based around Disney movies. Well, most right. people don't. I mean, 
you realize the big ones, but you don't realize there really were so many right. things that, that pulled their influence from movies. You know, you think of the big ones now. You think of, you know, Indiana Jones, and you're like, oh, okay, it makes sense. But, yeah. right. you know, there's – there's uh, Taryn, <laughs> have you seen the list that we have so far? No, I have not. Okay. I have not really looked at it. I, I would actually like for you to make a guess of how many current rides – in the parks are based on movies. Like a percentage? Like a number. Yeah. A number. Rides based on movies. Uh I would go with thirty five. Thirty seven. Do you know how many rides there <laughs> are? No. Okay. Can you help me? <laughs> I'm saying two billion. Yeah. Over or under? Every single one. (laughs) The bathroom was based on a movie, too. (laughs) Oh. The show's going to be great. We're so prepared. I don't know how many rides there are at Disneyland. Yeah, uh, that that, would have helped. That makes sense. There is a ton. I mean, you know, like Taryn said, there's the obvious ones, right? There's the Peter Pan. There's those classic dark rides, the Snow White, um, Winnie the Pooh. I mean, you know, whatever. Um, Indiana Jones. But... uh, Casey Jr., mm-hmm. the, the circus oh, yeah. train running around. That's Dumbo. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit more obscure. It's super obscure, mainly because no one really goes on it. I know, and it's such a fun ride. It's really a good ride. Mm-hmm. And that song is so cute. I really want to learn all the words to it. Scooby-Doo. Yeah, it's fun. It is really fun. But you have all those, you know, Alice in Wonderland, Buzz Lightyear, Astro Blasters. Obviously, Dumbo is from Dumbo. Finding Nemo from Finding Nemo. I mean, these are the easy ones. Tough to be a bug, um, the Winnie the Pooh, Mike and Sully to the rescue from Monsters Inc., Peter Pan, Pinocchio, Radiator Springs is from Cars. You know that, that all mm-hmm. the all that all that kind of stuff. Which it's interesting when you stop and think about how much they are pulling from movies. Well, one of the um, Splash Mountain is a, an interesting one it's from Song of the South. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it's interesting because the whole thing came to be because they had leftover animatronics <laughs> and so they're like well what could we do and they took a, an inventory of all the animals they had and decided to build this ride based on song of the south and so i mean there really are so many rides there that are um not just influenced by but basically based on movies that existed yeah. beforehand do you think it's a and, and this is kind of the point of the show folks here uh, do you guys think that it shows a kind of lack of creativity in the Disney Imagineering department? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> why not? I don't see why it why it would. Well, because in in my opinion, Disneyland is a place uh, that draws from all sorts of of um, points of creativity. You know, stories, movies, things that that Walt has made up. Um, it just seems like. It's less about it's become less about that and more about uh, tying in brand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's become more about brand uh, recognition. So, um, hmm. yeah, I disagree. I think that they go hand in hand. Um, I think that it, there's probably a lot more marketing, and actually, there's probably not that. This is how Disneyland was started. Sort of, but, I there, mean, but there's there a just lot. wasn't enough movies to pull from at the time, right? And so look, and so look at what came out of that: Tomorrowland, Frontierland. Even then, that was a lot was taken from TV show from from mm-hmm. Davy Crockett, as we as we discussed. But mm-hmm. uh, New Orleans Square, Haunted Mansion, um, 
pirates mm-hmm. right. of the Caribbean, Caribbean. It's, it's all imagination. It was yeah. all imagination at imagination. that point. Imagination. <laughs> but I, mm-hmm. I... Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would tend to say that it's, um, it shows a lack of imagination, where it's, it's the easy thing to do. It's the easy thing to do. You don't have to come up with... Um, you know, I, I, I think back to you know all the different documentaries I've, I've uh, seen where they're premiering all these different lands on, you know, Disneyland, the TV show. Yeah. And you're like, how in the world would someone ever think of something like that? But then <laughs> it's when you, pretty amazing. It really is. But now you walk around Disneyland, it seems like there's it's, it's Hollywood everywhere. I don't know how else to say it. It's just Hollywood everywhere. I, I wonder if what? I wonder if part of that is because they're competing with Universal Studios. Mm hmm. I can see that um, that kind of stuff where they need to be more in the in in the in the brains of the of the kids and the, and these are what the kids are are doing they're they're watching these Pixar movies these, mm-hmm. these Disney movies. I mean there there are definitely some rides where they're not being as creative. Um, Mike and Sol- Scully. Mike and Sully. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, That'd be great. They're merging <laughs> X Files and Monsters Inc. <laughs> Mike, Mike and Scully. <laughs> hey Scully. Hey, come over here, Scully. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> anyway, the smoking man is on. Anyway. <laughs> um, like that ride's not super creative. It's cute. I I can see your point in that ride. But then take. Um, I really like that ride. No, I know it's a mm-hmm. good ride, but it's 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 in the sense that you guys are talking about. It's not creative. It's not ima- imaginative. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> anyway, I guess. um, but then you take a, a ride like. Toy Story, uh, Midway Mania. Yeah, that ride is absolutely imaginative, and it, it yes. barely has to do with the movie, really. Yeah, I I, I would agree. You're you're yeah. it, it's it's uh it um, has more to do with it's taking the 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 it's taking the characters and yeah. and bringing you into an environment where you can interact with the characters, and I think that's much more fun than seeing a a ride through. Like to your point, the Monsters Inc. ride. It's just a ride through of mm-hmm. the movie, right? And that's kind of—I don't care anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's a fun ride. I, I like going on it, but it's—it is kind of like, uh, you seen the movie. This is what it is, and that's real cool. You yeah. know, I, I mean, I think Imagineering are, are, are learning a little bit, like with Cars Land. People want to interact with that kind of stuff. They don't right. just want to sit and do a ride through of, well, yeah. of a movie they've seen a hundred times. Well, and there's another one. That one's super imaginative. I think. The Which Radiator Springs. Sorry. Yeah. 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 I mean that that ride is kind of crazy, and you are in the. It, it's different than being like on Alice in Wonderland, where you're in the movie and you're seeing the characters. You're a part of it. You are racing that car, and with the animatronics and then the digital stuff, like you're really a part of it. I think it really is imaginative. I think you guys are both wrong. No, we're not saying that one. <laughs> that one isn't. But but I I think it's I think there there are points. Uh, where Disney is running out of stuff to do, hmm. and to the point where they are trying to tie the park into movies somehow. Uh, for example, here is a list of of uh, movies based on or inspired by Disney rides. Okay? Based on or inspired by Disney rides. Okay. Right. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean. Right. We already know that. Okay, that's very clear. Right. Uh, Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. With Eddie Murphy, 2003, mm-hmm. plus they're doing a reboot of that. Yes, they are. So within the span of 10 years, they will have done two, two movies, movies, or not maybe uh, uh, well, 11 now, but probably yeah. 12. They will have done two movies on one ride in Disneyland, Haunted Mansion. Hmm. 
Interesting, right? Yes. Uh, apparently, they're doing a Country Bears movie. Yes, they are. Oh, they have. Oh, they have. They have already done a Country oh. Bears movie. Yeah. Um, Mission. You have Mission to Mars here, but I think you're wrong on that. <laughs> I think you're wrong. I don't. I don't think Mission to Mars was inspired by that old ride. Um, I think the na- You know, they took the name. Okay. I feel like you might be wrong. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. No, I want you to challenge me. I no. Stop hitting me. This time I, won't <laughs> right now. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then, of course, the Tower of Terror made for TV movie starring Steve Gutenberg. Yes. But the Tower of Terror is based on. What is that called? Twilight, Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone. So, right. so then does that count? Sure. Why not? Because it counts now. Okay. Um, so, to tie into that. Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean success. Mm-hmm. They're starting to crank out much, uh, starting to crank out movies based on Disneyland rides. They want they want to bring that that dollar into the park. They want to bring that dollar into the coffers here. So uh, the first one that they're kind of they're kind of working on is uh, something called the Hill. Yeah, the Hill is um, is scheduled to come out in late 2015, and it's based loosely on the Matterhorn. That's what they say. <laughs> But this is a deal. Is the five teens who decide to scale a mysterious mountain, and after they make their way to the top, on their way back down, they encounter a yeti. <laughs> now that does not sound loosely based on the Matterhorn to me. No, it is but the Matterhorn. It is, but um, but I guess they're not going to bobsled down it, so that's probably they're not. But I have an idea for what they can do to because with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, once the movie came out, they decided to change the ride, which. I I've said this to everyone I've ever met. I've even I've stopped strangers and said that Johnny Depp does not need to be on that ride in any point of Pirates of the Caribbean. But since they tend to change it, if the movie is um, is successful, something I would like to see is for them to have people scale the Matterhorn again. I used to like that when I, I was a kid. People do that. I think they still do that. Yeah. I have not. I've not been able to see it. Oh I've, yeah, I've uh, seen it within the last year. A person, uh, an actual person in like Lederhosen yeah. scaling. Oh, uh, well, I don't. I they're very far away, so I don't know if they're in Lederhosen. Yeah, I, okay. I think I think okay. they do every now and then. Not not very often. Though. Okay, because I actually even researched that, and they said they didn't do it anymore. Hmm. But oh. I mean, to that point, I haven't seen it. In a Challenge while, but, right? It hasn't. It's it's been a while. <laughs> we'll but find out. I definitely have seen it fairly recently. I okay. thought, but yeah, the hill. I mean, and <laughs> that's a dumb name too, by it, the way. And it's going to be a quote thrilling, fast paced movie. No. no. It doesn't sound fast-paced at all. No, it doesn't, does it? No. So there's that. Mm. Um, there were rumors, at least a, a four years ago, of something called Tiki. It, it seems like this one may have been shelved. Um, I think so, too. It, it was. I don't know if you saw the, who wrote it. Uh, one of Frank Zappa's kids. Yes. Yes, yeah. I did see that. Yeah. Uh, it was on so spec. that's going to be weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently not anymore, because I, I when I was trying to, to find this one out, there was nothing as of 2010. Nothing. So yeah. that's that spec script probably. That's died probably best. Death. I think so too. Uh, the second haunted mansion movie, as as we said, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Oh, so it should be really good. Yeah, it should, but there's still not a lot. Of, uh, Disney's really good at being um, tight-lipped about movies that are pre-production. Right. So there's not a lot of information out there about that as well. They just say that they're going to try to stick as closely to the feel of the original ride <laughs> as possible. So they're going to do the exact opposite of the other movie that they <laughs> yes. did. Right. 
Did you guys actually wind up watching? I for haven't Eddie yet. Murphy? I oh. actually really, really want to. No, yeah. no. <laughs> we actually. No. So Jason has kept saying, like, I, I'm not watching it. I don't want to watch it. I have no desire to watch it. And the other day, he like gave in, and he was like, "Okay, fine, let's just watch it." And I click on it, and it didn't work. It was like this. This thing is no longer available and i was like no no you're welcome <laughs> learn from my mistake do not watch that movie then there's uh Tomorrowland, which is probably one of the more hyped uh movies coming up because it was being shot at disneyland directed by brad bird and uh starring judy greer george clooney mm-hmm. uh which should be interesting and here's the little imdb synopsis tell me if you think that this is do you know anything about this turn no okay tell me if you would actually see this Bound by a shared, excuse me, bound by a shared (laughs) destiny, a team bursting with scientific curiosity, and a former boy genius inventor (laughs) embark on a mission to unearth the secrets of a place somewhere in time and space that exists in their collective memory. Yep. Tomorrowland. You would see that. Yup. Really? Yep. I don't even understand it. What does it mean? Yeah. I, Tell me what it means. No idea, but I would see it. George Clooney's a great actor. Hugh Laurie's in there, too. The guy that played Dr. House, he's in there. Mm. I would see it. But- no, I mean, I would see it for George <laughs> Clooney. I mean, obviously, the Tim McGraw's must- in it. I might not he see acts. it, then. Apparently. Anyway. I don't think it's... Um, but yeah, I do not understand the synopsis at all. No, because it, it doesn't mean anything. And, and maybe it's intentionally vague. I don't know. Mm. But... Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, but that's actually the uh, their second idea. There was originally a movie in 2008 called Tomorrowland that was supposed to be made with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he was a test pilot who somehow was shot 350 years into the future into a place called Tomorrowland and had to find his way back to where he was from. And they shelved. Oh, you mean like Planet of the Apes? Yeah. <laughs> they shelved that because it was a bad idea. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Good job. Here's one I don't understand. Uh, they're actually doing a movie uh, about the Jungle Cruise. It's a live action adventure with Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. Tom it, Hanks is is their new golden boy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's gonna it's Woody and Buzz. That, that movie's gonna be. Oh, that is Woody and Buzz. Yeah. What's the plot on that? I don't. I, I couldn't really find a lot about it. So it's a live action movie. Uh, Tom Hanks is vacationing with his family in Africa, and Tim Allen is a safari guide. And so with uh, the um, all the different adventures they go on as they're touring, of course, they get lost. Oh, why and wouldn't the, they? The adventure of trying to get back to where they're from as well. Right. So lots That's, of mishaps and things like gonna that. It's going to be so bad. Bumbling and bumbling. It's going to make millions yeah, of dollars. Yeah, but it's going to be terrible. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be both. I think you're both absolutely <laughs> right on that. Um, and then, of course, they're doing a movie just entirely based on the Magic Kingdom called The Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. directed by John Favreau. This one actually seems kind of interesting, and I want to read um, a quote. He says, he said, the story of the Magic Kingdom is essentially a family caught in Disneyland bringing all the attractions to life. And he said, I really want to plumb the depths of the history of the park. Now, when he says that, he's saying that he doesn't want it to just be um, Indiana Jones coming to life and things like He wants to look back as far as he can um, as far as to Steamboat Willie and having Steamboat Willie come back to life and be a part of what's going on in the park at night. So think of, um, uh, was it Night at the Museum? Mm-hmm. Think of yeah. Night at the Museum, but inside of Disneyland. And he is an oh. amazing, amazing director. Iron Man uh, directed Elf, and he was in uh, one of my favorite movies, Swingers. Uh, oh, okay. We're, we're not friends for the next two minutes. That's so, all right. Um, I can deal with that. So I, I, I actually want to see this one. Shock. 
entirely inside of Disneyland as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm stoked about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, it, I mean, reading uh, the few articles about it that I've found, um, it just seems like they're trying to cram everything that they can cram into a movie about the park, into the movie about the park. Right. And it's just going to be brand overload. And, 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 and I guess that's really the point of this whole conversation is, is Disney trying too hard? Are they trying too hard by making movies on rides because of the success of Pirates um, and the history they have of making rides about movies? And then, then they're going to be this weird knot of uh, movie ride attraction things. Well, they could be, but is it is it wrong if they make a really good movie out of it? Uh, I, I, the only one I've seen so far is Pirates. Well, no, I know, but I'm saying like... And they haven't, I mean... With this Magic Kingdom movie. Like, if it turns yeah. out really great, then been good i'm glad they did mm-hmm. it you know it's it's a good thing then yeah that's true um i don't know i i feel like the disney brand doesn't have a lot of creativity left in it hmm. like is that's the only thing you can think of to to make movies on is rides so you already kind of have a, a, a an idea a structure kind of built already jungle cruise magic kingdom tomorrowland haunted mansion for god's sakes like really you can't think of something else to 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 do well, when they think of something else, like with Frozen, for, uh, for instance, huge success, yep. but they really can't add much to the park. Uh, there's no room left. So think about the, uh, the success of Pirates. Because of what happened with Pirates, they can now add elements of the movie to the ride. So you have a group of people who grew up with the ride, who still like the ride, and then a new generation who's more connected to the movie than with the ride but they'll go on the ride because there's elements of the movie there. It right. makes sense. So in Jungle Cruise, do you really want Tom Hanks sitting there doing something with Tim Allen? Possibly. It depends really? on how good the movie is. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Can you imagine if Honda Mansion had Eddie Murphy poking around a corner? It, it doesn't, but it has a, uh, a very successful movie in there right now, which is Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, yeah, but I mean... But I'm just saying there's more elements of a movie it's put a, into it's a more ride. A, yeah, that's true. No, that's absolutely true. Uh, that one I do like. So I want to just tell you guys this. It's just a rumor, so I'm sure it's it's it can't be true. Okay. But I did I did read that uh, they were thinking about turning the Matterhorn into a frozen thing. No, I don't think they're going to do that. I mean, That's they wouldn't do no. it. Yeah. No. But I mean, no, that is such <laughs> no, no, no. an iconic. There's there's no. no. They are they are uh, repurposing some some old like wintertime parade floats to put frozen into the parade. Okay. Um, that kind of overlay stuff, right. but. But I, I guarantee that would never happen. There's no way. I actually have an idea of how they can add Frozen to the parks, but we'll talk about that in a minute. <sighs> anyway, that's uh, kind of the, the the weird, awkward rundown of the uh, uh, movies in the park. I thought it was kind of important to talk about mm-hmm. um, because I, I, I do think it shows kind of a lack of, an, of imagination in a, a place built on imagination. But there's there's also yeah. some, um, some movies that were pretty successful that – Really don't have much of anything. Yeah, they, the they could add. A, they could add a. Uh, they could add a few of these movies. So, um, for instance, The Incredibles. Love that movie. Um, never saw it. Really? Yeah, never saw it. It's one of my favorite Pixar movies. But um, the problem is they kind of painted themselves into a corner because they have suburban America. They have an exotic island and then an urban fight scene. So um, they probably would have to do some kind of ride along or ride through monster scene kind of thing. Ratatouille. Ratatouille was a very good movie. My idea for Ratatouille is a um, similar to a talking with crush kind of a thing, but it would be yeah. a, uh, a Disney character breakfast where you're interacting with the chef and 
the the rat while they're cooking and they're cooking quote unquote cooking your food right there on screen as well. So it'll be some kind of interactive thing. Hmm. That's not, not bad. a bad idea. Yeah. Really hard to pull off, but not bad. Well, I don't think it'd be any harder than uh, talking with Crush. Well, to, but to uh, for a breakfast for for food, I think it would be, I think it'd be pretty hard because you have to crank through the people. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll talk to someone about that. Please do. Up, um, up. I think I've be... heard this from a lot of people. Why isn't Up part of the park? It was huge. People love that movie yeah. so much. It was huge. Um, do a Star Tours kind of attraction the entire queue is uh is the city so you hear the construction noises you hear all of that and then you enter into carl's house and carl's house is the ride simulator right and so that takes you on the journey from being um in the middle of the city traveling to uh to the falls to paradise falls and ah, then also rescuing wrestle take soren out overlay up oh yeah easily easily and the last one is frozen frozen i mean just destroyed records at the box office oh, of course um i'll say it again get rid of bugs land just get rid of yeah. bugs oh, land yeah. and turn it into frozen land uh turn it frozen into land. yeah turn it but turn turn it into arendelle turn it into the city where they lived after um after elsa comes back you can have um the entire lake that's there and have that be um some kind of a water adventure thing but then also have some kind of trust going over the entire land once an hour snow Oh, that would be cool. Except that it's California Adventure. Yeah. So? So you can't put things that are not in California in California Adventure. Was Bugs Land necessarily California? Not necessarily, but it could be. You Maybe can't, it was. You can't necessarily put a bunch of snow. <laughs> yeah. I think I've seen a couple ants <laughs> that look remarkably <laughs> yeah. like the bugs in Flip. Bugs Life. Bugs Life. Oh. Whatever it is. Those are my ideas. <laughs> I think they're good ideas. Speaking yeah, of ideas, I think we should move on to the... Uh, the our movie ideas. So, like I said in the beginning of the show, folks, we we were each tasked with finding a ride or an attraction that does not have any sort of movie tie-in at all, not even pre-planning that we know of, nothing like that. And uh, we are we were tasked by ourselves, by me, with um, coming up with a plot line, casting the thing, directing, whole thing. Taryn. I'm first? You're first. Okay. This ought to be good, by the way. It's going to be good. So uh, mine is uh, called 213 Main Street. Okay. Okay. All right. Which, by the way, is the address for the Penny Arcade. Okay. So this is a coming-of-age story. Of course it is. Right. <laughs> uh, Johnny goes to the Penny Arcade, and he uses the, the shocking machine. The, the machine where you hold on, and it, it gets progressively yeah, more like shocking. Yeah, like tests your manliness yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Unfortunately, and he's at Disneyland, so he's he's hanging out with his family, and he's doing that machine, and then a kid walks by and trips and spills soda on him, and he basically gets mildly electrocuted, mm-hmm. and he gets magically transformed back in time to the 1940s, and he's on Main Street, and Main Street is not in Disneyland. It is a real Main Street, and he comes across, he so he walks around, and he comes across lots of uh, fun and interesting folks. Oh, um, I for, like that. For instance, uh, Silly Billy Willie, played by Robin Williams, and he's the he's the gag master. Did and you just make up that name? Yes, I did. Robin Williams. No, <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> uh, and uh, Harold the Mar- Harold the magician, uh, played by Steve Martin, um, also doing a cameo. Uh, and they both work at the uh, Main Street Magic Shop. 
So he runs into characters such as that. But really, <coughs> his life changes when he ventures into the dental school. Uh, and that changes There's a his, dental? Oh. There is in, a dental okay. school. Right. It's, it's, called, it's the painless dentist's office. Right, in the corner there by the lockers. Yes, exactly. Um, it's when he ventures into the, dentist, the dental school that his life changes because that's where he meets Annabelle, the beautiful daughter of the painless dentist. And that's my story. I, mean, okay. I can't tell you the whole thing because then why, <laughs> why would you? you make the movie? No, that would so make too much this, sense. this movie uh, is going to be directed by Joel and Ethan Cohen. Okay. Okay. A little out of their wheelhouse, I think. I don't but, think so. Uh, I'm right. thinking. I'm thinking. Um, oh, brother, where art thou? Kind of a little bit fun, but that's where it gets a little bit more serious. It's. It's. Uh, I, th- I think they could do it. Okay. It'd be a little challenging for them. Um, ah, all right. <laughs> and so our our lead uh, female Annabelle is played by Jennifer Lawrence. Thank you. Ah. Jason helped me with that a little bit. He didn't know my story, okay. but I was looking for females, and I think that's a good one. Um, and then. <laughs> and Johnny, our uh, our protagonist, sure, mm-hmm. our hero, whatever. Uh, he is played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Nice. Okay, I approve. Thank you. All right, <coughs> Terrence. All right, mine is uh, pretty obscure and definitely not a coming of age. This is a thriller. Ooh. All right. So um, this is based on a movie that I have I watched recently, but it is kind of old. Uh, it's called Falling Down Part 2, Autopia. Oh. <laughs> 20 years ago, mild-mannered William Foster, played by Michael Douglas, snapped in the middle of Long, uh, Los Angeles rush hour traffic and went on a violent rampage that ultimately led to his demise. Well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> Typically calm and collected Adele Foster, played by Lindsay Lohan, has taken a trip to Disneyland with her boyfriend, Shia LeBeau, on this oh. warm day in July. The lines have been extremely long, and the line for Autopia is definitely not an exception. After a 90-minute wait in line, Adele is finally seated in her Autopia car. Unfortunately, things are taking a turn for the worse. The five-year-old kid driving in front of her is stopping every five seconds. <laughs> the hot July sun is beating down upon her. The 13-year-old finds it hilarious to run into her after every turn. The beads of sweat begin to form. The laughter of the kid behind her is too much. She can finally see the end of the ride. She's only 200 feet away. The sun beats down even harder. The couple in the car to her left begins to sing Small World. Seconds seem to pass like an eternity. 30 minutes later, she's still 200 feet away. The sun seems to be inches away from her skin. The kid behind her is still running into her. She grips the steering wheel. The five-year-old in front of her starts to cry. She grips the wheel tighter. The couple singing Small World are now on their 15th time through the song and are now singing harmonies. She closes her eyes and tries to block out the world. The singing gets louder. The bumping gets harder. She can't take it anymore. She snaps. She exits her vehicle and makes her way into the park. Now, I picture... Directed by Salvador Dali. (laughs) (laughs) But I picture like a... um, her taking Donald hostage and a standoff in Indiana Jones or something like that. And actually, I will be making my directorial debut with oh. this movie as well. All um, right. So, you know, 20 years after the original movie, I think it's time for a sequel. Okay. Fair enough. I like it. All ready right, Jason. Mine. I'm ready. I'm ready. Mine is based on The Golden Horseshoe. Okay. Ah, all right. A foreign spy ring sets up camp in a small frontier mining town with the intent to intercept and ship the gold back to their native country. 
It's like 24 okay. where you don't okay. really know where they're from. Uh, okay. Little do they know, the government has sent in an elite squad of highly trained special forces to bust the ring and ensure the safety of the entire town. Disguised as a dance and entertainment show, the cast try to infiltrate the spy ring and determine who's behind this dastardly plot. So the three main showgirls uh-huh. are going to be Miley Cyrus, Aye. Britney Spears, and then the madame of the whole show, uh, my personal friend, Drew Barrymore. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then uh, the the Wally Bogue kind of, uh, oh, uh-huh. you know, pratfall kind of guy, mm-hmm. Rowan Atkinson. Oh, I, I can, that's a good one. That's right. good casting. I think that'll be amazing. I think it'll be amazing. The villains of the town, the villains of the town, Sasha Baron Cohen. Okay. He was on, almost in mine. See, there you go. Nice. Uh, but we're in talks with his agent. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, Mr. Charlie Hunnam from okay. Sons of Anarchy. Oh. Jax Teller. I, I think like, he'd be pretty good. I like good, that. I'll go right? see that movie. Right. And uh, in his triumphant screen return, Mr. Eddie Murphy. Nice. Okay. Directed by uh, J.J. Too Many Lens Flares Abrams. <laughs> I think that would be good. So it's kind of gritty, um, but yet still has the power to move the story along. Uh, the title, Counter Intelligence. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Good job. Thank you very much. That was just Jason clapping, by the way, yeah. to let you know. Counter Intelligence. <laughs> I think it'd be great. Wow. Did you guys title? Yo, you guys title yeah, yours, right? Yeah, mine had a title. What was yours again? Uh, 213 Main Street. Oh, yeah, that's right. Or the Penny Arcade. Uh, I couldn't decide. Well, uh, mine was better. <laughs> was it? Uh, yeah, I think mine I think mine won. You know, I would really like to know from our listeners um, whose movie they'd want to see made. That's true. Whose movie would you want to see made? Mine. Tell us... That- <laughs> Tell us on Facebook. Tell us. Write it in to us. I, I want to know what you guys think of our, of no. our ideas. Because I know mine's best. I'm going to win. Uh, we got some Disney news. I forgot to talk to you guys about that. Oh, yeah. Let's go got some it. Disney news. Let's do some Disney cool. news. March in the past, present, and future with all the news that's fit to cover. It's the Ears Up Disney News. All right. The Ears Up Disney News here. We got... Uh, uh, do 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 I missed that one. That's a, that's another one. Okay, here we go. Disney reveals the first look at the Big Hero Six uh, movie that Pixar is kind of working on. Have you guys heard about this? No. Uh, the fall this fall we'll see the first animated effort to come from Disney and Marvel's merger with Big Hero Six. It actually may not be involved Pixar at all. Uh, helmed by Don Hall, who did the recent Winnie the Pooh, and uh, Chris Williams, who did Bolt. This animated action comedy will follow the adventures of six superheroes who've been recruited by the U.S. government to protect our nation. Um, it was just, the, the details were just released today. Uh, ba, 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 ba. I don't know. Cool that's really boys. about it. There's, yeah, it, it looks pretty cool. It's just this big metallic uh, superhero. Um, Baymax, I believe is the hero's name, is the creation of uh, young hero Takahichicho. Taka I don't know. 13-year-old boy who has a brilliant mind. Hero built Baymax for a school project, but the two grew to form a deep bond of friendship. In the comics, Baymax also has the ability to morph into a dragon, but we don't know yet if that power will make an appearance in Big Hero 6. Hmm. Okay. So look for that. I think that should be a pretty good blockbuster. Uh, We've talked a little bit on the show about the My Magic Plus. uh, That kind of... The bracelet thing? Yep, the all-in-one bracelet thing where you can go on and pre-schedule your rides and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, 
Well, apparently, the Disney executive who led that push is leaving the company. Huh. Ooh. Shocking, right? Like, really leaving, or...? <laughs> the senior Walt Disney Company Parks executive who oversaw development of the company's billion-dollar My Magic Plus technology project is leaving the company. Ooh. Nick Franklin, executive vice president for Next Generation Experience at Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, will leave Disney in July, according to people familiar with his plans. Which mm. sounds more dastardly than it sounds. Uh, Franklin has been with the Disney since 1996 and is a member of the Disney Parks chairman, uh, 11 member executive committee. Franklin cannot be reached for comment, which is weird. A spokeswoman for Disney said the decision to depart was Franklin's. Quote, Nick let us know after 17 successful years with Disney, he wanted to help other companies innovate in how they provide products and services to their customers, much like he did here in leading the development of My Magic Plus. Disney spokeswoman Kim, Kim Prunty. Interesting name. We want to thank Nick for his tremendous accomplish, accomplishments throughout his tenure with Disney. Do we hmm. buy that? We don't buy that. No, okay. that that's sounds, Disney being okay. really nice. Heavily PR-laden. Uh, in 2009, Disney tapped Franklin, then head of its global business and real estate development teams, to lead a secretive project that was referred to internally as Next Gen. Which, which totally makes sense where the head of business and real estate development should go and develop this uh, technological uh, yeah. breakthrough. Uh, that work ultimately produced My Magic Plus, the many, the, excuse me, the many tentacled technology product at Walt Disney World that includes a res- reservation system allowing visitors to book attraction times, yada, yada, yada. Um, hmm. So this is the reason why so many different uh, Disney rides got shelved, right? Yes, because yeah. this thing is a failure. Okay. I mean, people people are, are using it in the parks. Right. They're buying it, but uh, from what I've seen on social media... There's a lot of people complaining, like, why, who plans their trip a year in advance? Which yeah. is the same thing we've been talking about on this very show. Yeah. Who does that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then you plan it out, and then what happens when you get there and rides are down? Like, it just... Yeah, and or, disappointed and, or you have 100 people, they want to plan a, to ride a ride at 9 o'clock. Well, right. then you can't. The, you know, how, how many people can you funnel into that system? What happens to people who get... It just sounds it's flawed. A, it's a good so. idea, but yeah, the... Logistically, I think it's just a little bit too difficult for parks of this size. I agree. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm really glad that it's not at Disneyland, actually. <laughs> I mean, I, I like having everything on, on your wrist. I think it's pretty cool. That part's um, cool, yeah. And I've seen the boxes that they come in. Uh, people Instagram them, and those look cool. Like, if I got one of those in the mail, I'd be like, oh, heck yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, I I, th- I think it's a good idea, but the ride reservation, I, I don't yeah. think you need to push that to sell this thing. Yeah. I don't understand it. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, there we go. Uh, we were talking a little bit on the last show about overcrowding in the parks and um, kind of what happened to the, the rate hikes. And uh, so this lovely article starts with saying, The happiest place on earth has become one of the most crowded. Tourists and annual pass holders are flooding Disneyland and California Adventure in large numbers, causing headaches for guests and park officials. Waits for ride often stretch over an hour, and visitors are having to park in remote structures partially on Sundays, excuse me, particularly on Sundays. Industry experts say the crowding problem leaves Walt Disney Company with two options. Keep hiking rates until attendance becomes manageable, which is what they're doing, or expand the park. Mm-hmm. And it's the only logical options, right? Over the weekend, the Anaheim Park raised single-day ticket prices by $4 to $96, and temporary halted new sales of a popular annual pass for Southern California residents. We've already talked about this. Many longtime park watchers say now may be the time to dust off plans dating back to 2000 
to build a third park on a 78-acre site just south of Disney's complex on Harbor Boulevard, which they've already kind of talking about doing the Marvel one. Right. We've, we kind of, I don't know if we broke that, but we talked about that several shows ago, mm-hmm. that they are going to do a Marvel entertainment park. See, the problem with that, with the price structure, is that yeah. now the passports, if that were to be built, then the passports are going to be a three-park thing, and then they're going to go up exponentially. Yeah. And then I'm not going to ever want to go there. I don't care about Marvel. <laughs> I'm never going to want to go there, but I'm going to have to pay for it if I want my annual pass. So I feel like that's unfair. <laughs> I'm mad. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> uh, th- there's some interesting numbers here. So in 2004, park attendance, uh, they had about 13.4 million visitors to the park. Okay. In 2012, they had almost 16,000 people. Or, excuse me, 16 million. Wow. 15.9 million people. Wow. Isn't that insane? insane? It really is. That's crazy. That's crazy. I they had what they the had a little about. They had a little dip in 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 8. Uh they dropped a little bit, but then between 08 and I don't know about 09, they jumped um about another 3 million people. I, I think it's largely due to uh the annual passport Huh. And the popularity, the popularity of those, uh, we we said on this uh, a few times on the show. They have about a million annual passports out mm-hmm. in the world right now, and uh, it's so people can go to the park more often. We go to the park more often because we think we have to go to get mm. value out of our passport. Yeah, that's true. So uh, it's just yeah. In two thousand four, ticket uh, to get into the park to one park one day forty nine seventy five two thousand four. Now, 96 bucks. Wow. That's incredible. Oh so, 10 or older is what it is. I don't know. Yeah, that's the adult ticket. That's yeah. crazy. It's insane. Um, 18% increase in operating income from theme parks and resorts for six months ending March 29. Disneyland does not disclose attendance numbers, but estimates uh, show visitor numbers have increased nearly every year from 2004 to 2012. Uh, uh, the theme parks across the country could see double-digit increases, as much as 25% in attendance this year. Oh, because of the price increases? Probably. So people are going to go to other places? Yeah. I'm not. Uh, The attendance surge comes as the nation's travel industry enjoys a surge in spending as the economy continues to rebound from the recession and a more recent lull in travel during winter storms on the East Coast and the Midwest. So people are just looking to get out now. Mm -hmm. And uh, probably because the price increase, they're going to go to other places. Yeah. In uh, SoCal, Universal Studios Hollywood also recently increased its one-day ticket prices from 84 to 92 So they're about four bucks under Disneyland's price. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, hmm. But it was Disneyland's suspension of sales of its $379 Southern California annual passport that is expected to play the biggest role in reducing crowds, which is what we talked about on the last show. It's crowd reduction. The pass offers access to the park 215 days out of the year. Um, local pass holders are usually the people that are in the parks all the time. And uh, they're kind of pushing out the out-of-towners who are staying in the hotels. They're spending money on the souvenirs. Mm -hmm. And um, when you're a a local, when you go there all the time, you're not not buying that merchandise. Because you go, oh, I'll just get it later. Or, I already have that. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Well, it's also affecting the... um, the ambiance of the park too yeah. when it gets that crowded your out-of-town people aren't going to plan a trip again because they had to they didn't get to go on everything they wanted to go on because everything was 90 minutes right. so I, I think that that's part of their decision too it, it might be 
even less about well maybe not less but it's it's also about keeping that kind of idea of the park solid um just as much as, as it is about money yeah it's uh but it's interesting it's crazy times man crazy times for disneyland uh and then last but not least i thought this was kind of cool it may not be necessarily uh um uh, i don't know we'll see how it goes it's uh <laughs> Five Hans Christian Andersen tales that deserve Disney movie adaptations. Ooh. Okay. This, this would be kind of cool. This is relevant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's from corkbooks.com, whatever that means. Um, so, number one, The Ugly Duckling. This person would like to see that become a Disney movie. Okay. Uh, as one of Andersen's most beloved stories, it's surprising Disney hasn't picked this up as a major animated film. Uh, but they did do a animated short, uh, Silly Symphony style. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know the story. It's about a duck who is outcast by his own family for looking different, only to eventually be accepted and embraced by a group of swans. Well, Hunch was Hunchback of Notre Dame kind of like that? Uh, I don't know. I, it might have a similar story structure, but it wasn't a Hans Christian Andersen uh, mm. story, I don't think. Um, anyway, I thought that was an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, the Princess and the Pea. Yeah, that okay. definitely should have one. Okay. Yeah, I, actually, I was in. We did this, uh, that uh, play in high school musical. Oh. Yeah, I wore tights and everything. Oh wow! Oh. Yeah, was, <laughs> where are those photos? They weren't. They don't exist. I, <sighs> I've terrible. used my status as a as a, a, a pre- preeminent podcaster to destroy <laughs> images of that time. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, the Princess and the Pea. Anderson's version of the story follows a prince who wants to marry a real princess. When a girl claiming to be a real princess comes to the castle in the middle of the storm, the queen is immediately suspicious, so she puts a single pea underneath 20 mattresses and has the princess sleep on top of them. Uh, when asked about how she slept, the princess immediately responds that she was miserable and had bruises, and this solidifies that she was a real princess since she was able to feel a pea underneath all those mattresses, um, which is crazy. <laughs> Thinking about it now, that'd be a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. Just this... this <laughs> Prissy, like yeah. well cared for. Well, and that's uh, a princess, right? Um, the yeah. prince basically chooses the girl as his wife because a tiny seed bothered her while sleeping. This does not sound like the beginning of a healthy relationship, <laughs> and the whole concept could be analyzed by feminist groups for hours. The prince obviously set his expectations too high in order to get the perfect woman. Disney could either take the angle of having the princess leave the prince for being so shallow, which would be. That's not, not the story, cool. then. Yeah. Right. Or the princess could be the perfect girl in a love triangle involving the princess and an average girl. The story could be used as a stepping stone to show children that no one is perfect. Whatever. I disagree with that. That's yeah. dumb. Well, um, that's how Disney would do it. Mm-hmm. it. It wouldn't fly just as is. There's yeah. no way. Uh, the Shepherd story of the bond of friendship. Pass. There's already too many friendship movies I out there. I don't even know what that means. Um, let's see. The story follows the narrator as he grows up with the love of his life, Anastasia. Things get complicated when the boy's friend, Aftonides, falls for Anastasia as well, but Aftonides ends up putting his friendship with the narrator first. While the story is simple enough, Disney could easily add more layers to make it a multifaceted story about the importance of friendship. So it's a bros before hoes. Right. Uh, <laughs> On the family podcast. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I heard you just say. Trust me. Um, that one's dumb. The girl who trod on the lo- Yeah, these these are all stupid. Yeah, that's not good. No. Whoever wrote that is So pretty much they've themselves. they've already used all the good ones. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. All the all the the, the um, what is that? The the free uh, the public domain story. Yeah. Those are all gone. All the good ones are gone. Yeah. 
Oh, here's one about a lady walking on a piece of bread on a water. Oh, I would love to what? see that Disney movie. That's that's what it was. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Huh. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, I think we're ready to get out of here. Well, we have some Facebook. Oh, we do have Facebook. Yeah. about um, So we have a couple about the uh, the rides that have not been turned into movies. Ah, um, okay, go ahead. So um, Sean said he wants to see the Lone Ranger movie um, sequel be based on the new Thunder Mountain. Um, Aaron Garner said that. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Aaron Garner said that there should be a um, a new. Um, <clears throat> sorry. There should be a new uh, car sequel based on the uh, People Mover where they see that automobiles are actually uh, not good for the environment, and so they turn everyone into public transportation. <laughs> uh, I take pu- public transportation every day. That would be a funny movie. It would be hilarious. <laughs> All right. And then Jeff has the last one, which I think is great. All it says is, Attack of the Robot Lincolns. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. I yeah. would watch that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one, too. Huh. Attack of the Robot Lincolns. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. funny man that is uh okay well uh now that facebook is done we got the fact of the show up here uh disneyland incorporated a ship into new orleans square since new orleans is one of the country's largest ports the mast and the sails of this quote-unquote ship are atop the shops into uh of new orleans square itself you can most easily see them while standing in front of the entrance to pirates so if you're standing in front of the entrance to pirates you look up to the right and you see this mast and, and sails. And Terrence actually pointed this out to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been going for, for a long time. And I've never seen these before. Uh, you don't know that they're there until you look for them. Yeah. And they I can, blend in so well with the background. Yeah. And I can promise you when you see them, you're going to be like, what? Yeah. Like, how, <laughs> how have I been coming to this park for 30 years and I've never seen that? Right. Yeah. Because once you see it, it's so obvious. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is that I had um, I had someone take a picture. I had someone who actually you know is de- is dependable. Whatever. Um, take a- Terrence. Uh, Terrence's <laughs> microphone turned off. Terrence. I don't know. Oh, what, what do you think of that? Oh, that I like that. I like it when that happens it's, to somebody else. It's really weird, right? Yeah. I guess. Oh, Terrence's microphone turned off too. Now it's just it's just me. I'm all alone. I I don't think you should have all the control of the buttons. <laughs> yeah. Well. Good luck. <laughs> Yeah, but it really is. Like, and you will every time that you're in the park after seeing them the first time, you'll see them without even trying to. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's pretty weird. All right, let's get out of here. Okay. 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 Bye. All right. <laughs> uh, thanks. I want to thank uh, my co-hosts here for, for coming up with very creative movies. I thought that was fun. I thought so it was. Too. It was a good time. We should cool. try to do more weird stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we get some audience participation in there. Yeah. Uh, maybe hand out some pins or something like that for the for the most creative. Uh, Anyway, until next time, everyone, keep your ears up, would you?